Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I'm Rachel. And I'm Melissa. And we are sisters. And welcome back to our third episode in our mini-series that we're starting off season two, because we're on season two, that's crazy, (laughs) uh, of our podcast. Um, Last week we talked about comparing marriage. Today we're going to be talking about comparing in parenting. I have a feeling that I wonder which one is the top contender for the most comparison, marriage or parenting. I feel like they're really in competition with each other. Like you think so? So easy to compare in our marriage and it's so easy to compare in our parenting and looking at other kids, people's kids and being like, why aren't my kids like their kids? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Or even looking at one kid in our family and comparing to another kid, like it can go mm-hmm. both ways. Yeah, it's within the same household. That's Boy. true. Also, Rachel, I'm really thinking that you have an off the shoulder shirt on. You look very fancy, sexy. So if, and I'm in like a t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So a couple of points that we're going to talk about in parenting. Um, first of all is we have no idea how God plans right. to use our kids, regardless yes. of their current condition. So let's say we have a kid who's just in a really crappy season. It would be so easy mm-hmm. to assume. It is so easy to assume. Yes. Like there's they're no, going nowhere. They're going nowhere. There's no hope for this kid. Like look at mm-hmm. that kid. They got their life together. For all we know, that kid who looks like they have their life together has like inner turmoil. They're mm-hmm. going to have to work through. They're going to go through rebellion. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. But we right. never know. And the kid who seems like a crap right now in front of us, yeah. they might become the most amazing missionary or you know, philanthropist or God-fearing, loving person. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. Right. And so comparing only puts fear in our minds. And just like with our spouses, it makes us dissatisfied with what's in front of us, with the season yes. that our kids are in. Yes. And if we think our, if we know that our spouses can feel when we're dissatisfied, oh, our kids can totally feel. And they're going to not, they're going to be way less likely to talk to us about Mm -hmm. it. They're most likely going to shut down more and pull away more. And, and I know some kids, especially if they're going through a rough time and making bad choices, they'll be like, if they feel like they're a disappointment Mm -hmm. to us, they'll, they think, well, I'm already disappointed. Why not just keep doing the things that I'm doing and try more things? It's so true. It's like we push them away by putting these expectations on them. Yeah. So I want to use the example of Gideon in the Bible because I just love the story of Gideon. So for all intents and purposes, Gideon was a weenie. Like literally he was, he was a a weenie. A weenie. I thought you said a weenie. And I'm like, I don't know I, what a weenie is. No, a weenie. Gideon was yes. a weenie. So basically, yes, like, an angel comes and is like, God's going to use you, make you a mighty warrior, right? You're going to, like, fight off the people who are oppressing you. And he's like, oh, excuse me, sir. Like, maybe you don't know. Like, of all the clans, mine is the weakest. And of all the people in the clan, I am the weakest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was such a weenie. And yet... That's exactly who God used to raise up an army against the Midianite oppressors. Like, we have no idea how or who or when God is going to choose to raise up to do mighty and incredible things. And it's our job Mm -hmm. to hope for our kids and believe in our kids when they don't believe in themselves or they don't see the hope. But for sure, like Melissa said, I mean, I have had kids who are like, I just feel like you're always disappointed in me. Like I have had those conversations with my kids and I'm like, "Uh, it's not that I am, but I totally get why you feel that way because I'm not doing a good job of speaking opposite of that. Right? Right. Well, because when our kids are going through a hard time of making poor decisions or having terrible attitudes and, you know, treating people crappy, Mm -hmm. it's hard 
to zero in on anything right. good because we just keep having to have the conversations about mm. all the hard things and the bad things. Right. And, and that's then all they hear. And then they, that's all they believe. Exactly. It's not for us to decide. We don't see the whole picture. We can't see the timeline. No. Like we don't know who these kids are going to become or the other person's kids that we're comparing them to. We just don't know. Right. Well, and the, not only do we not know what God has planned for them and what they're going to become, but we don't know that what they're going through right now isn't a part of that story, exactly. a part of their future mission. Yes. Like how, think of ourselves, like, especially if you're in your forties or above, like you can look back and see all the things that were hard, or maybe you seem like you made a mistake, or maybe you could have made different choices, mm -hmm. but how has God used them Absolutely. in your life and the people's lives around you? Well, and if our kids never go through anything hard, why are they going to need a savior? Like they have to go through yucky, difficult uncomfortable ceilings, ceilings, <laughs> seasons. <laughs> don't go, hate those uncomfortable ceilings. Don't go through the ceilings. I don't advise it. Well, I was just telling one of my kids the other day who went, who had an, un, a hard thing happen. And, and we were talking and I said, if we are willing in that hard, I mean, this child is following Jesus. So he is pursuing Jesus. So, but I said, if you learn from it, if you learn how to be remorseful or be apologetic or be forgiving. I'm like, it is not waste. It's not right. wasted. Mm -hmm. Like God will not waste it. Like it will be used mm -hmm. somehow. And this was in a relationship of his and, yeah. and, um, but it, it can be just within ourselves too. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so the second point we're going to talk about is like our job as parents is to seek Jesus first yeah. period, not seek yes. the ultimate success or happiness of our kids. Jesus right. first. Mm -hmm. And if we're seeking him, we will be far better parents and our kids yeah. will feel far more loved and supported and validated because we will be seeking him and hearing from him and corrected by him and our paths mm -hmm. will be directed by him. You know, mm -hmm. we've talked about this verse before, but Matthew 6.33, what you should want most is God's kingdom and doing what he wants you to do. Then yeah. he will give you all the other things you need. So if we want to be better parents, seek Jesus first. Tell them your heart. Your heart's desire is I want to love my kid the best. I want to stop comparing. I want to just focus on how great my kid is. Seek, I want to see the good in them. Yeah. Yeah. Seek Jesus first. Ask him to bring those things into your yeah. life. I have a kind of silly example. I'm a manager at a restaurant and um, I have several kids who work there. Two work under me and one works several in the kitchen. Several of your own so kids. Several of my children, yeah. yeah, three of my kids work with me and my 15 year old works in the kitchen and, um, someone in the kitchen, the owner had said, could you text him and see if he can come in and work tonight? We're short staffed. He, he does dish, the dishwashing stuff. And I, so I texted him and he did not respond. So I, and I, because we were trying to figure out if he could come in, I called him before. I didn't give him much of a chance. It's not like he was ignoring me, mm -hmm. but I could tell when he answered, he hadn't responded yet because he didn't know what to say because he did not want to come in. It was not his night to work. Mm -hmm. He kind of had put up the boundaries of how many nights he felt comfortable working. And, and I, when I, so when he answered, he's like, what? And I was like, well, did you get my text? And he's like, well, yeah, but I feel like I don't have the right to say no. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you, you're not doing anything. Why can't you come in? We could use you. And I was, I told him I was disappointed in him because mm -hmm. he said no. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh wow. Thanks mom. And we got off the phone and immediately I felt, Oh, I was like, so I was like, Lord, I think I handled that totally wrong. I don't think I have any right. And immediately God was like, Oh yeah, you need to call him right now and apologize. Right. And so I did. I called him. Cause you'd like, never that say that unfair. to another employee. <clears throat> I'm no, disappointed that you're not coming in. We could use you. And I would tell my kids included, yeah. put boundaries around yourself and your time and your mm -hmm. commitments. Like mm -hmm. it's totally okay to say no 
for no reason. Like you're if you don't, you don't yeah. owe anybody anything. Right. And, and so I called him and I just said, I was feeling embarrassed because I had said I knew you weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And now I had to go back in the kitchen and say, never mind, he's not coming in. Mm-hmm. And I was wor- I was worried about how that reflected on me and that was not fair. Right. And I said, I'm not disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. And I also said, from now on, I will not be the one to communicate with him about coming yep. in because he's not my employee. And so, right. um, and so, yeah, that was one of those situations where if I had not, I mean, I did. I literally asked God the minute I hung up. I was like, "Did I was am I in the right?" And mm-hmm. I was like, he was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, because you could have gotten off the phone and been like, "One of my other kids would have come in." Like Ella would have jumped at right. that, or Tate. I know yeah. he would have, or so and so's kid would have come in, or I bet my neighbors. Right. You know, it's like the comparison thing. But the truth is, it's yeah. like as soon as you sought Jesus, you saw, mm-hmm. "Hey, this really isn't about him or anyone else." Yeah. I actually made the yeah. error here. Exactly, and that's the yep. beauty exactly. of being in a relationship with Jesus. Is he points out the things that we need, you know, I mean, not that other people don't and that he doesn't use other people. He certainly does. But like, right. Because you have that relationship with him first, he yeah. took care of this issue with your son and like you could heal and mend, the, mend what, right. you know, you had damaged. Well, and this is a son who already struggles sometimes with feeling like a disappointment mm-hmm. just because of some other things. And even though there's been a lot of healing and growth in that, I could have just sunk him right back down there if I left it there. And right. like, seriously, I don't want to come into work and that's a disappointment. Right. Like, wow, I can't do anything right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Can we just pause for a minute? I was just looking at myself in the, in the camera and I was like, wow, I look really good without makeup on. And then I remembered I actually did put makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear makeup very often, but I have like some permanent makeup tattooed on. And I was like, wow, I really look decent. And I was like, oh, right. I planned tonight. So I decided to put makeup on and I don't look as good as I, th- I mean, I still look fine, but like I thought. She's also super humble. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's a mess nonetheless here. Okay. <laughs> if I can't just out my own stupid thoughts, what are we even doing here? <laughs> and unfortunately I can barely see your face because you look pixelated I to know, me. <laughs> you look pixelated to me. I hope on YouTube we don't both I hope so we're trying a new program yeah to try to get better audio and we're not sure yeah if it's it we will so we'll see, see. We'll, we'll see okay mm-hmm. um so parenting we're still in the second point our job is to seek Jesus first parenting matters immensely mm-hmm. what we do matters showing up being present pouring into our kids investing in them it matters but it is secondary it's a secondary role to our responsibility to seek and obey God It's secondary. And our parents always say, put first things first and it's going to go better for you. And first things first is our relationship with Jesus. Things get out of order real quick. And I mean, honestly, I just want to speak on like things like sports or extracurriculars. Like Mm -hmm. if our kids are struggling with mental health or self-worth or grades, like that's, we always say to our kids, that's your job. Your job is to go to school and be a student. So like if they have a job and they're, you know, going to their job, but then they're failing at school, it's like first things first, like pull them out of the things, take a break from the things. Like we don't give ourselves enough permission to do that for the sake of our kids. But the same thing goes to us for us too. Like we've overcommitted and we can't even enjoy our kids. Like for the few hours we have them in the evening, like dinner or, you know, weekends or whatever, dinner, bedtime, whatever maybe we need to reevaluate the priorities of the things we've committed to. I get mm-hmm. it. People got to work. That takes a lot of time. But like, what else are we committing ourselves to? And is it a priority? It, it, just talking about putting first things first, like yeah, our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with our spouse, our relationship with our kids, like those really are 
the most important things in life and everything else really is secondary and honestly un, not unnecessary. Commu- community and church, volunteering, all those things are good, but like not at the expense of our relationships with the, the people who matter the most, our savior, our right. husbands, our kids. Well, and to bring it alongside comparison, sometimes it's easy to keep our kids overcommitted because we're like, well, those people, all their look at how great right. their kids are doing in these sports or in right. these activities. Right. Or, or they won't measure up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. right. And totally. Ultimately, most people's kids don't go off to the pros and become professional anything. So like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny song. I do have to tell a story about Brighton. So my ninth grade son, Brighton, had his first high school swim meet last night. So he's swam since he was six. Um, we took a little bit of time off with COVID, maybe a year and a half. Um, and then, so he did like a YMCA swim team and then like a club, um, you know, and, and then now he's on the high school team and all, he's the only ninth grade boy. Um, all the other boys are juniors and one sophomore. So they're taller, they're bigger. I mean, they really like, I was like, well, <laughs> they look like men. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. they bigger. Change a lot at that age. They're stronger, I'm sure. And he's out there swimming and he is, you know, coming in. There's only, it's a small meet. There's only like one heat. You know, it's not like seven heats or whatever. It's one heat per event. And he's coming in like second to last, third to last. He never came in straight up last. Mm-hmm. But he called Joey because Joey was out of town. And he was like, hey, dad, I had such a great meet. I PR'd and like everything. Well, I don't know for sure because I haven't gotten all my times, but I felt like I was PRing. And I was <laughs> like, this is not my positive. That's amazing. This is not my positive kid, to be clear. <laughs> right. And I was like, he like I was feeling a little disheartened, like, oh, he's like not winning any of these mm-hmm. events. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, he's in ninth grade. Like, right. I don't need him to win. I was just feeling disheartened right. for him. And he was like not right. even comparing himself to anyone else. He was only comparing That's himself awesome. to his own to time. Himself. Which is exactly yeah. what a swimmer should do. Like or right. a runner, you know, an individual sport. Yeah. It's literally all anyone should be doing. Yeah. Bettering themselves, not comparing. But I was like, what a proud mom moment. He had no idea I was like feeling discouraged and like, oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know why I cared yeah. other than I just didn't want him to feel bad. And then he – Well, we don't want their heart to be broken right. or to be de- – Yeah, to feel like, defeated. Exactly. And, yeah, so, sure. and then speaking of swimming, our last point is stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Hebrews 12.1 says, we have all these great people around us as examples. Their lives tell us what faith means. So we too should run the race that God set before us and never quit. And we should remove anything from our lives that will slow us down and the sin that so often makes us fall. Comparison, I believe fully, is a sin. Mm-hmm. I do not yes. believe it's God honoring. I do not have any belief in my mind that it's holy or what God wants for us. I think absolutely it came in with the fall of humanity. And so we should remove anything in our lives that's going to slow us down and like any of the sin that makes us fall. And Mm -hmm. we need to stay in our lane. What has God called us to do? Focus on him. Focus on our family. Keep your eyes off of everyone else. I mean, we literally just yep. keep saying the same thing every episode, yeah. but it's yeah. because this is- get out your long lens. <laughs> it's get out your long lens. That's right. Focus mm-hmm. on what matters. And we focus on our children in parenting. We focus on Jesus first and then our children and their hearts and their emotional yeah. well-being and their mental well-being and their spiritual well-being. Not what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is yeah. accomplishing, how everyone else is behaving. And we just yeah. trust Jesus that he has a plan for our kids and we don't know what it is. But it is not our business to to be paying attention to what other people's kids are doing. 
hundred percent. And it's not our business to get embarrassed about things about our kids. You know, right. I have a couple of kids that have struggled in school a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it is not a natural thing. Um, my daughter, and this is not private. So she, I mean, she doesn't love this part of her story, but she's conceived that God is using mm-hmm. it is she struggled in school, decided to try to give college a try and had to go on a, got accepted on a uh, academic probation academic probation. Thank you. I was like, what word am I using? And she had to come home after the first semester. And that was really painful for her. And um, she was a little embarrassed for a while. And mm-hmm. and I wasn't embarrassed one bit. I was like, mm-hmm. this, has, this does not reflect who she is mm-hmm. at all. Oh. And God obviously is going to do something. And he's great things have already happened in the time mm-hmm. that since she has had to come home right. from, um, from school. And so right. it, it is so important that we do not let, first of all, our kids are going to fail and make mistakes. I'm not considering what happened with her a failure, right. but that is going to happen. And that's not a reflection on us because mm-hmm. they have their own life right. and their own sin nature and everything. And, um, <clears throat> and so, but if we get embarrassed of them, that is going to hurt them long-term. Right. And so, oh my gosh, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so true. Okay. Uh, challenge. Do we have a challenge? Do you have a challenge? Um, I mean, I guess I feel like these same challenges, the marriage one, like what did yeah. we say today that resonated with you? Pick one yeah, and work on applying it this week. I, we yeah. all have an area in something we talked about today. Every single parent that is listening has something that they could pull from today, you and me included. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Find something, pray about it, mm-hmm. and and work on it this week. And and if if you – when it comes to your mind, if you feel like there's anything you need to apologize to your child yes. about, do it. Do not do not, not do it don't have because the if you think, oh, I don't want to bring this to their attention, it's already been brought to their attention. They already know what this thing mm-hmm. is that you've hurt them in. Oh, so, so true. do it. It's so true. All right. All right. Well, as always, we'd love to hear from you guys and uh, we will see you next episode. All right. Bye, guys. But don't feel bad. Ours is too, but we own a microphone and we have no shame. That's why we'll talk about how our life is a mess nonetheless. That's the name of our podcast.